Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here. Welcome back. We're here talking about creating a work positive culture that increases productivity and profits. We have with us today the super famous Dr. Joey. Super hey, Dr. Famous. Joey. Wow. I've been promoted. <laughs> hey, all you got to do is put your name into the internet and it comes up everywhere. That's called famous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, there's a difference between being famous and successful. I really want to be successful. Um, Madonna was famous. Mother Teresa was successful. I want to be Mother Teresa. I really do. Uh, so we're we're out to help people. And that's why, as we talked about in the last segment, there's something to talk about courses free. We I just love want to it. help people create a positive work culture so they wake up in the morning looking forward to going to work. I absolutely love it. I'll be sure to share that on my social media and on my blog and in the podcast uh, uh, information as well. Right now, I think JC has some statistics to share with us. Uh, yes, Ms. Wendy, appreciate you. In the United States, 65% of employees are content with their jobs, while 20% are enthusiastic about them. There are hundreds of these type of statistics available. With that being said, Dr. Joey, I'm sure that you could help support this in one way shape or form with your institutional knowledge oh, i just want to say only 20 percent are enthusiastic about their jobs uh i i'm i'm gonna just based on my experience say yeah i, I can see that for sure and that's oh oh it's depressing it it is um the familiar the pull of the familiar is so strong most of us will choose the familiar in our minds even if it's miserable because it takes a lot of work to delve out into the unfamiliar, you know, to get out of the boat and try to walk on the water. So um, it, it really is the way it is. And there's an inertia and a momentum behind it. But instead of being depressed, you can be motivated by that. Okay, if this is the way it is, what can I do to transform it? My personal mission is to maximize potential, whether it's people or organizations. And so there's a lot of headroom <laughs> <laughs> when only 20% of the people are enthusiastic. You know, I, I'm looking at your LinkedIn profile, a positive culture architect, coaching HR leaders and small business owners to grow people and profits. Mm. Your phone rang right now and they said, I'm, I'm struggling. My managers have no experience, even though I put them in that role. Um, <laughs> what advice would you give those managers or HR of those managers to kickstart you know, work being positive and, and making that change, not only for the managers, but for the entire department. Yeah, well, you put your finger uh, almost in an aside, but you put your finger on the real pulse of it. We tend to assume um, when we're promoting people into management positions that because they're excellent at building a widget or at, uh, writing code or whatever it is that we're promoting them to be a manager over, we assume that because they're good at those technical skills that they will be a great manager. Uh, wrong answer. The opposite, in fact, is true. They need some people skills to go along with it because at the end of the day, you are managing not widgets, but people. Uh, Sherm has found Society for Human Resource Management has found that uh, at least, and I think this number may be a little low right now, 
57% of people leave a job because of a bad boss. Read that as a manager. Wow. Right. And so, uh, and two thirds of those who remain are considering leaving because of the bad boss or bad manager. Now it's easy to put down the managers, uh, obviously easy to denigrate most managers when that many people are leaving their positions because of their manager. However, who among us, let's see a show of hands, who among us would turn down more money right? become a manager, <laughs> right? Because again, money is a metric for us. Only to become a manager and then to discover that meaning and purpose and satisfaction is now gone for our, from our lives because we don't know what the heck we're doing. So the onus lies with companies to provide learning and development for managers and to recognize management and leadership as a skill set unto its own. So when you're creating a positive work culture, there are ways, first of all, to create that culture from an environment standpoint. There's certain things we can do. There's certain systems and processes we have that support people in their own development. We like to talk about it as belonging and becoming. And then there are also certain skill sets that you can teach to managers. We believe coaching for results is the most effective. We can teach managers how to coach, and we can teach managers how to know when to coach and when to manage, because managers have to make sure things are done right. So we at WorkPositive.today and also at our other company, CoachPositive.today, created the Work Positive Manager Coach Training Program. And that's where we teach basic coaching skills, but we also teach the basics of positive work culture through our seven keys to work positive coaching program so that these managers are equipped and trained and they get opportunities to practice being positive culture managers. We take them in safe environments, psychologically safe environments, right to the edge of their competence, right? And then help them fail graciously, learn from it, and then go into uh, their management role, better equipped to create a positive work culture and to support people in their own growth patterns of belonging and becoming. I love that explanation. You know, it's so important to know that not everybody can be a coach as as well. You know, not everybody can be a great coachee. Not everybody can be a coach. And there's so right. many times we just throw HR like, oh, go coach that person. It's like, well, <laughs> that may not be the skill set. Just because they have the words HR in their title somewhere doesn't yeah. mean that they have been trained to be a coach. Um, yeah. I, you know, it, I love what you do with, about, with coaching. I'm not passionate about coaching. I coach sure. my clients, um, HR department managers, because I'm intimately familiar with them. But mm. just, you know, coaching, I'm not I'm not a certified or licensed for that. And so, right. you know, thank you for doing what you what you do uh, and make sure that, pleasure. you know, these businesses have somebody to go to because mm -hmm. most businesses start because you're passionate about a service or a product. And then you're like, oh, these humans. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a thing, right? Well, that's one of our uniquenesses is that it's not just coaching for coaching's sake. Now, I see we have an ICF approved program. 60 hours is the full Monty. Uh, with the managers, we only do 30 hours, right? Because most of them aren't going to be professional coaches for a living. But we do train a lot of HR people to become coaches, ICF certified coaches. But it's not just, it's more than coaching for coaching's sake. It's coaching for culture KPIs that drive the company's success. Hence, we talk about growing people and profits. So it accomplishes both. 
I love it. I love it. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, come back for our last and final series or session in our series of creating a work positive culture. I think I think Wendy needs a nap here. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.